You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Sid Talk. Yeah. Are you ready to purge? Well, you're gonna say you ready to rumble? Oh, don't tell that guy I did that. I am not ready to purge. As prescribed in this particular movie franchise, no. I can purge other things like my thoughts and my whatever wants to come out of my mouth. Oh, I'm, that is guaranteed going to happen at some point. <laughs> sure. I don't need an <laughs> annual holiday to purge my thoughts. What was the before the after the show discussion? Mm, this movie. Um, a lot of this movie discussion about the history of the purge movies. I got to yawn. Sorry. <sighs> I'm not bored or anything. We're going to have a very exciting podcast, everybody. (laughs) It just came upon me. Uh, We discussed the history of The Purge. Like, the chronological story of it in that universe. We did. And that was about it. All right, so this is the weekend of Saturday, September the 29th. This is after the show, number 550. Yay, 500. Is that a milestone? 550? You don't care about any other milestones, so why would you care about 550 this 550 is my favorite milestone. So congratulations to us for reaching the 550th show. Thank you. <laughs> the end. From now on, that's all it's going to be. You clapping for yourself and we're done. <laughs> uh, we're looking at a movie this week because that is what we are. We're a podcast. We review movies. And the movie we're looking at this week is The First Purge. It's a 2018 movie. Actually released in theatres on July the 4th. You see what they did there? Yep. And actually... Like Independence Day. Yeah, actually released on uh, Blu-ray on October the 2nd. So you'll be able to pick this up this Tuesday. I think if they really wanted to get the political oomph, they would have made 4th of July the purge date. But they did not. They did not. They made it like March or something. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah. Hmm. Why? Could, I wonder they why they didn't January go with that. For, I don't know. I mean, we just watched the ori- origins of it. Yeah. <laughs> and they chose to release it on Independence Day in the theaters, being political. So, hmm, weird. So uh, this is rated R. It's from our friends at Universal, who sent us a copy for review. And Sid Talk will give you the short synopsis of the movie. The first purge. Uh, the asshole government in this movie have decided that they're going to test the idea of an annual night of purging on Staten Island, whereby all crime is no longer crime. All things are legal. And of course, it's motivated by greed and dickheadery. Dickheadness. Dickheaded. Leanness. I don't even, I don't know if that is a word, but you can have <laughs> you it. You get the vibe. Yeah. yeah. It's just motivated by selfish pricks who are racist and elitist and as I said, I think they're in cahoots with Thanos. Spoiler. That's for all kinds of things. <laughs> it is everything to do with it. The right, idea so- that we're going on to the movie now. The idea is the whole, everyone's overpopulated. There's too many of the um like poor people, essentially, which means lots of people of color and different races, ethnicities, minorities. So we're going to set up a system by which we make money and they all kill each other. It's extremely simple. It's very straightforward. It's out of like a weird comic book novel idea almost, except that if you didn't live in today's times and think, yeah, that's, I mean, 
it's far-fetched, but it's not like as far-fetched over there as you would think. No. So um, we saw the first Purge movie when back, you know, several years ago when it was released. It was a small horror movie kind of. Well, th- this kind of... Would you call it a horror movie? Not really. Or just like a... It's got elements of horror, let's say. I don't think so. I think it's a crime movie. We saw the first one with Ethan Hawke and um, Queen Cersei. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was a small... Shame, like, shame, shame. It was a small contained in a house uh, version of The Purge. And then there was two sequels that came out that kind of expanded upon that. And you saw like what happened in the rest of the city during the night. It seemed a little claustrophobic, but then, you know. Yeah. I think uh, we even mentioned they showed clips of around the country on that first one, but you yeah. still felt like it didn't feel widespread. No, it was just like a small, you know. But it wasn't. It was all over the country by then. But the way they did the movie, and that was my problem with that movie, was I didn't get the feeling it was happening everywhere because of it being so confined to this house. Even though I did like that one. And you know what? Once... I like the second one as well, but then that third one with that Frank Grillo guy, I told you, I don't like him, and I didn't yeah, like his... I didn't mind that one. No, I didn't like that one very much, personally. Now we're, now we're down to the first Purge, so we're going right back to the beginning for this movie. And um, I like this one more than the others. Mm. But what I have to say about the Purge movies is, and if you think about them too deeply and stuff, you're going to like... Drive yourself crazy and go... Or if you think about them very superficially. Yeah. Either way, you're going to have a problem. But I just see them as like, you know, a social commentary, like thriller type movie, which will, you know, there's going to be some deaths, there's going to be some commentary. And none of them, I don't think, personally, have blown me away in any way, apart from the idea. I like the idea a lot. I don't think any of them have capitalized on the idea perfectly for me. Like, I feel there's more to this story that you could do. But because sometimes the con- constraints of these movies, they're not actually super expensive. Um, they have to be, you know, funneled into a small place like this one. You only see this Staten Island place and it's all funneled into there. I mean, it makes sense in the plot of this one. Yeah, and this one, it's supposed to be closed down, so... And what I did like about this one was that at the beginning, because this isn't really the first purge, it's a experimental purge, let's say. Like, it's not, is it the official first purge or is it? Don't think so. Because they the say one? the next one is. Right. So this one's an experiment. So we just, we, we do it in this small it's area. It's proof of concept. The it's con- like a pilot TV show. We're going to test the waters, but we're going to stack the deck so to speak, so that the people who want to support it will support it because they're greedy motherfuckers. Pardon yeah. my language. So what I liked was in the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie, they were showing you how they recruit people into it because they're actually paying, giving you a financial um, payment to come and exper- be in the experiment. So you get paid like $5,000 for staying on the island for the evening. Not the evening, the whole purge, which is what, 24 hours, 12 hours? That's all. It's a... Uh... 12 hours. No, you're right. Is it? It's not 24 hours. It's just hours. when it goes dark until the a.m., until the sun comes up, right? I don't think so. Because the purge started when they when it went dark and then they were all in the church and then the thing went off 
And then when it ended, they were all... Is that all it is? Just at nighttime? Just I thought it was a 24-hour thing. One day. One mm. whole day. No, because it, it rang, remember, in the church when they were all at night. The, the lights went out and it went night and then the thing rang. And there was never day again. You're right. No. You're right. So you got this 12-hour period. And what I liked is they, they showed you these little recruiting stations, you know, and the people are coming and they're saying, do you want to be in the purge? And we'll give you some money for being in there. And you might get some more money if you participate, i.e. kill. And you might get some more money again if you wear these contact lenses that film all the action. Now, these contact lenses never came to be in any of the other movies, right? So what's the explanation of that? Contact lenses? Why wouldn't they have used that? Why would they put camera? You saw they did show in the background them posting cameras everywhere, which is another question I think we actually had was like, how the hell have they got cameras everywhere? Because it was kind of a handheld. A lot of it was those first ones. This kind of shows you it shows workmen like up on posts, a couple of different scenes, posting cameras everywhere. So maybe that's how that ended up. Yeah, but the contact lenses, no matter how many cameras you've got everywhere, the contact lenses in the people's eyes is the best way to go because mm-hmm. you see it all first person. So I thought it was a cool sci-fi-ish concept with these. You show, it shows them putting these lenses in and they get paid a little bit more for having them. But if you do have them, you can't disguise the fact that you have them because they make your eyes really blue. Like it's, it's they kind of, like Tron, they glow. There were different ones, if you noticed. There were green ones, purple ones. Yeah, there were, but everybody, you could I think tell. they were mood, like, mood determined. <laughs> it was just to make the movie look cool, really. Yeah, and honest. I like that. I really yeah. like that idea. So I'll just say this right now. I really thought this movie looked really good. I after liked- watching Solo last week. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> and after editing my own little wedding video here that I've been looking at, and I know as close to zero as you can about editing any sort of film or making any sort of film. So I'm not bigging up my knowledge in any way, shape, or form. However, once I've made my little clips of my little wedding that I did pictures for last week... And then try to make a video out of it when some of it looks kind of shitty and some of it's like, oh, too far away. Even on that scale, when I watch a movie like this that actually looks cool and looks really good, sometimes it's a little edgy, sometimes it's straight up, you know, Hollywoody looking, kind of glossy nighttime shots. But I thought it looked amazing. And I thought the stunts were good, all that kind of stuff. So I'll put that out there first. Technically, Technically, it was really good. I think it might have been the best looking one of all of them, to be honest. The other ones were pretty straight up, you know, lit, like, you know. There was a lot of shaky cam in one of them, I do remember, because people were using cell phones to film people. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't occur in this movie. They don't They don't ever resort to that. Because, yeah, nobody's really into it yet. This is the first one. Right. First so, test, yeah. So what's interesting to me is all that beginning part where you see people being signed up for it, how people are, that crazy guy who's like, you know, a crazy guy who would be... There are going to be crazy people in society now who, if this scenario presented itself to them, they would be in their element. It's like all their life they would have waited for this. So they really go to town when it's the night. So the the cool thing about the concept of the purge is you have regular people who are trying to survive the purge, and then you have, like, real-life Freddy and Jason-type characters, like real-life slasher movie people who are just wandering around doing weird crap. Yeah. 
So I like the fact that it can inject that into it and that not feel ridiculous. Yeah, because crime isn't just murder. Right. Crime is could be just being loud. Like those two people having sex on that car. I mean, because that guy's like, damn, like yeah. they're really pushing the boundaries there because they're just naked on top of a car. I mean, it could be anything, but we really focus because their actual goal is for everyone to kill each other. But we forget that we could explore all the weird crimes or any kind of crime. Just get people walking down the street naked, like whole groups of people with their guns to protect themselves. But all they really want to do is walk around naked. Like you could put a little humor in here. Even though it's pretty hardcore. I think there would be all kinds of bizarre... Like, they do try and show you the bizarre stuff that people do. Like, people wear these weird masks. People dress up for the night. People go to these parties. Here's the thing, though, right? If you just want to go out and party, but you're going out into a city where... Maybe they're not thinking about this time because it hasn't happened before. But you're actually putting yourself out there to just be murdered, raped, robbed. Because you're now... If you're not going to commit any crime... You're just a victim walking around, basically. So you know, on that night, you should just stay home. What I thought about that was they, they have a... In the movie, we have to explain if you're not saying... They have a big part. There's a big street party, like a rave. And loads of people are there dancing. Basically, they're getting high. They're really loud. So those are things that are breaking the law. But tonight, you get to do it without uh, any of the cops coming around or anything. And how I felt about the people at one of those parties, if I was... I was thinking, oh, would I go to one of those parties? And then I was thinking, well, there'll be a... There'll be a portion of people who say well we don't want to kill anybody and I, we don't we don't think you know naively people are really going to kill anybody yeah. so let's just use the night to have a party and take drugs and all that you know th- other things but naively they might not think that's going to happen but it happens like i said yeah the party. you're just putting yourself out there to be a victim so i think because this was the first one and i that was a thing i was thinking oh why would you go to a party i'd be hiding under the floorboards inside a house or something <laughs> right you know, later on in the Purge series, people make underground bunkers and all kinds of stuff to hide in. Because someone's making big money off of it now. Right. They've turned it into an industry, you see. We make the money off the people who can afford security. And those are the people who are probably going to get killed. <laughs> the other thing I wanted, the other thing that's interesting is um, in this first Purge is they put a tracker chip on you and then they go, well, you know, how will you... The people were saying, how will you know I am even on the island? And they're like, well, you've got a tracker chip inside you. And then the first thing that came to my mind was, no, you've got, if they've, if I've got a tracker chip inside me, they can just send their people after me, right? Like, if they decide they want to execute everybody, <laughs> could just send them. Correct. So I would have been thinking more that way, which kind of comes into play during the movie. So um, if you, if there was a purge night, what would you be doing? Uh, like I said, I wouldn't murder anyone um, unless they tried to murder me. Then I would defend myself. Um, I would, right or wrong, and it's wrong, I would probably steal stuff. <laughs> Not loot like a store. I don't know how I'd get away with it. I would just feel like I had to do something. <laughs> I, I said, before the purge, I'd probably get a job at Best Buy like a week ahead and get all the keys and everything. So then on that night, I would just go in. Take the camera that I want and all the memory cards. <laughs> and then the next day, boom, I've got a new camera. Nobody cares. Well, I don't know. I don't know what else I would do. I mean, I'm not a lawbreaker person. I might go drive really fast. I love driving fast. Get out on the highway. Just drive. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> but I'm not a gun person, but I would definitely have a large shotgun. <laughs> yeah. I would keep it in my hands the entire time. And I would... 
barricade myself somewhere where it, I'm, I feel I'm the most safe. Nobody's going to get me. And I would sit there with the gun and I would wait. And if somebody tried to get me, I'd get them back. I guess what I just said put me in that group of people who are dumb enough to go out. Yeah, I would, I would be not going be in that group. <laughs> I would go out to get my free stuff. <laughs> I don't know, though, if I even would, because I would think, yeah, but tomorrow that camera's going to be missing and the store has to pay for it. I would. I don't even know. Even, I would think I would just drive fast. I probably would... Um, hmm. What else can you do that's illegal that just seems, like, dumb? That shouldn't be illegal. I don't know. You could, I would run a bunch of stoplights. You could base <laughs> jump off a bridge. Uh... No, because then, well, then you're dangling off a bridge. You're, like, there for target practice. You'd just be a dead body dangling off a bridge after a while. I don't want to do any breaking the laws. <laughs> I just want to protect myself, and that's it. I feel like speeding would be... Okay, I've, I've changed my answer. I would be, a, I would be speeding would and running Would you steal a very fast car first? Mm, I wouldn't steal it. I wouldn't know how to drive it, probably. No, I'd just take my car and drive fast and run all the red lights and all the stoplights. <laughs> oh, we know the type of person you really, and i'd probably go in places that say no trespassing and stuff just because you're like fuck off i'm, I'm stepping on your yard now because you told me not to <laughs> so how do you feel about the first purge being this staten island thing and uh being also mostly african-americans i think if you're gonna try to follow the rest of the logic of the franchise which I've said it many times. I don't like comparing separate movies inside of franchises, but now we've got them. It is what it is. If you're trying to squeeze this into that world and you're saying this is the origin story of it, and then we go forward in time and watch those, it is still very the lesser, the people with less are more vulnerable than the people with more. And I think this is a good start. And then he explains it, the president's henchman guy we took over as a political party a country that's falling apart and this is our solution let them kill each other them as in the lower classes the lower income the people who overpopulate these city centers or whatever and i don't even know if it's a racial thing i think their mind is here are the heavily populated parts of the country Let's weed them out. Where a lot and it could of be the anybody. trouble happens. Yeah, and I think it could be anybody. I know there's a racial element as in visually we're seeing African Americans and white people as the two main M, you know. They do a very overt it's Rodney very King, overt. Yeah. Um, thing. Yeah. I mean, it's very, in. it's just a really superficially easily, it's easy to get your, your back up about the racial element, but just... Think about it, and it could be put this idea in any city, in any country, and there's going to be the haves and the have-nots, and the haves are always going to want to get rid of anybody who might be taking away from them. And it's regardless of what they look like, what they do, how valuable they are as human beings, they're basically a leech, and I want to get rid of them. This In this particular one, it becomes a racial thing. And in this one... Um in particular, there are really no heroes. Even the heroes are bad guys. I said to you, um, there's not really... Yes, and you said, the women are, are actually okay, right? They're the only ones Not who all are... the women, actually, because there are those two hoes. Right, but you... the ones... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the ones who are center to our journey through the night... Are generally good. 
Yeah, they all are. All the four. The older lady, she's not that much older. Our Naya lady, the young girl, and the lady from Dexter. They're the ones that essentially just want to survive. And they're the ones also saying, what the hell is going on? I'm afraid for this country. I'm afraid. Nobody else says any of that. No. Just these ladies. And the one lady's an activist trying to explain to all the people in her neighborhood, they're just using you. They're giving you money so you can kill each other. She knows what's up, essentially. Our, our hero, in brackets, is a drug dealer. He's not a good guy. In fact, no. it's quite clearly established that he's a very bad guy. Like, I mean, it's terrible. He actually, you know, he has a, a meeting with his men near the beginning saying, like, we might as well use this to our advantage. We can do what we want tonight. So No, he didn't say that at all. He said the opposite. He said, no, we're I mean, not the other, I'm talking about the other guy. He's, he no, says, the hero guy who turns out to be the hero guy. He says, we're doing nothing. We are staying home. We protect our... But he says if they come... Yeah, if they come at us, but yeah. that, I think he would say that no matter what. He wanted to lay low. And, and my thought, well, <clears throat> my thought about the one thing where somebody's plotting against him because it's, you know, free for all tonight. The thing is, tonight it's not illegal, according to the government, to murder him or to try to murder him. But he's a gangster guy. He's a drug dealer. He he didn't make this rule. <laughs> And if you try to kill him tonight, it's yeah, against the rules. <laughs> it is against his rules. And I mean, he why does, would you be so Id- such an idiot? He does. He does participate in the killing. Oh guy. yeah. So he's not. You're not like, oh, what a lovely guy. He saved some people and stuff. Because he did. He actually meant on a mass murdering speech. He's that anti-hero guy, though. I mean, that's what yeah. they are. They're the person that you don't want to like because of a moral, ethical conflict that you have with their own behavior, and yet. They have a turnaround to where they kind of see the light, essentially, and want to do good all of a sudden. I mean, that's not a new idea. They do a Trump joke in this movie? <laughs> a couple of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quite funny, oh but like obviously God. super forced and weird. But it was a little It's forced. actually quite funny it was. when it happens. You're just like, oh, man. Um, because the thing, you know, the thing that is happening at that time is like, what the f- I've never seen that before. No, That's that weird. was weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is some weird, creepy moments in this movie, I think. Mostly down to the way people dress in these masks and wander around. It just, you know, it, it brings you back to slasher movies like Freddy and Jason. Yeah. And what can happen. And I immediately put myself, when I watch these Purge movies, into the situation. I'm like, what am I doing? And how am I surviving this? Yeah, me too. You know? Uh, immediately I'm thinking, ooh, okay, so the, what are these people doing? They're going in a church? Oh, I don't think that seems like a good idea because you're all in a church and then a man comes with a machine gun and you're all dead, right? Uh, I mean... Here's the thing. You're my husband. Aren't you supposed to be thinking about how to protect me? No, because you're off in a fast car <laughs> driving around. <laughs> I'm just, I told you. Okay, on you're, the night. <laughs> you are robbing Best Buy and driving a car. <laughs> and let, let's let's put this out there. My car isn't exactly um, no an obtrusive. It's, it's not Fast and the Furious. <laughs> also, it's it's well, it's a lime green Ford Fiesta. It's not exactly a speedy or b easy to hide. No, I would just be like a moving target. I should just paint a target on the side of my car. I'm talking about this like it's going to happen. And then just drive and just be like, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> if I die driving fast, it was well worth it. So so this movie has a bunch of cool... And then I'd be like, you know what? My husband, here's where he is. 
I'm, I'm Chicken not, shit won't even leave the house. I wouldn't. I'd be under the floorboard or something, like I said, with my shotgun. <laughs> so um, the movie has a lot of cool action sequences, I thought. I really liked a bit in the tower block at the end. Yeah, all of it was really... I really liked the stunts and the set pieces and all that kind of stuff. Really liked it. Like, you know how movies work, and then, you know, uh, you're watching the movie. I felt this from this movie. And I'm watching, and I'm in the middle part of the movie. And then they all start talking about going to this tower block, and I'm like, okay, third act is in the tower block, right? You can actually feel it coming. Like, that's where the showdown will be. It'll be in a tower block. It is in a tower block, and I thought, well, that's going to feel a little claustrophobic. And it does, in a way, in a scary way, actually. As these people come in. And you are trapped. I mean, if you looked at the walls, this is a place, this is a place for people's homes. And we've mentioned this before about the tower blocks in like London, yep. you know, in England and here. The walls are cement blocks. They're just painted gray. It's like you're in a box. A prison. You are trapped. Even though it's an apartment, it just feels like <gasps> shit. And yet it's so dynamic going up floor by floor. And yes, you. You compared it to Nakatomi a little bit. <laughs> I mean, they, they even do like a bit of a tribute. He wasn't kind of barefoot, shot. Yeah. so there you go. But I mean, it's it's like, oh yeah, okay. He's got his white vest on now. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his gun. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool because, you know, our people we care about are in the tower block and these people are coming and they're systematically killing everybody in the tower block. And it's not... It's not like some movies that shy away from it. They just say, oh, they're going to kill the people in the tower block. You actually hear people dying in the tower block. Yeah, and, it's and terrible. It, I mean, I actually got like, oh my God, just thinking about it. Yeah, that makes it even, you're like, wow, how many people are actually going to die before they get to where they go? Yeah, I thought he's not doing a lot of good here. He just keeps hearing them all get, but he's the only one guy. And they're like the SS army coming. In. Yeah, that action sequence with that guy, um, Isaiah, is he called? Yeah. He, you know, when he's on the stairs fighting those Oh, no, two? he's not Isaiah. The young kid is Isaiah. All right. Dimitri. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when he's fighting those two guys on the stairs, that was a super cool action sequence. Like, you know, you watch like Atomic Blonde and she's beating people up. It was like that. Yeah. Atomic Blonde had good action. Yeah. And that's what it reminded me of. It was like handheld. It was really gritty. Like it felt like it was really hitting those guys. Those guys were wearing these black face masks. It made it really creepy and weird. I liked it a lot better than the last one, I have to say. Now, when I went to IMDb, I couldn't find a review that wasn't one out of ten. Like, one out of ten. Bias. And, mo- and mostly these reviews were saying, this movie's racist. Um, I'm a white man and it's making me look bad. <laughs> so I don't have any sympathy for those people. <laughs> what, are you the bad guy in the movie? Why, how does it... Do you let a movie represent you? Like, that's what I always think about that, you know. And what I said to you was, there are a million movies where the white man looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so And people complain. of every other color. Um, not just that. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, when I said, I was like, how are we not focusing on that the men, almost all of the bad guys are men. There's yeah. one woman in the, in the gang crew. Everybody else is a man. So let's just say it it's a feminist movie to show that <laughs> men are complete assholes. Doesn't matter what color they are. They're all assholes. Drug dealers, political overlords. I mean, who the fuck do they think they are? They're all men. They got a penis. They think they run the world. Screw them. I'll tell you what. Let's put them in a city. A city prison. This is going to be one of my recommendations. Like Escape from New York. And just put all the men there. All yeah. of them. All the different colors. All the different riches and pores. 
and let's just see what happens. Leave the rest of us out of it. I didn't actually, I read a bunch of those reviews and I couldn't find like any reasonable argument for why this movie is bad, really. Like, I could see, I see people saying, we're not the Crips and the Bloods anymore, black people. We're uh, (laughs) like, you've reduced us down to like gang members. I do agree that there wasn't a lot of counterpart to either. There weren't any white people or, you know, Caucasians who were actually even in the middle of this issue at all. We didn't even get one scene. We had newsreader people just babbling on about it, but nobody was in the middle or advocating against it. And there were no African-American people who were sort of like in that administration being the actual, you know part of the regime or anything or it was an interesting split and to portray it that way you know if you feel like you're not represented in that movie well then don't watch that movie yeah it's very simple but as far as this series of movies goes i felt it fit well i was really interested I agree. in seeing the i like i think i liked it best as well i didn't like it the best i do like the ethan hawk one quite a bit because i cause because of its well, I guess because it was the first one and like we were introduced to the idea and it was all exciting, you know? Yeah. And now we've seen a few, so we're kind of used to the idea, which is like kind of what it, the thing, the whole thing's about, really. Like that Ethan Hawke one we just figured out by looking at the timeline is the fifth purge. And at that point, people had got used to the purge. Yeah. And it was a national holiday that people, a lot of people... We're looking forward to because it's their night to go and do their thing. Whereas this first one that we watched here, nobody knows what to expect. And it's more it's a bit more terrifying, I think. But then when it get complacent with it, when it gets further on, like the the as we didn't know until today, because we looked it up, the election year one, the last one, the one that I didn't like that much, that's actually the final purge. Like there is no more purges after that, right? Which right, which I wasn't aware of. I don't remember at the end them saying that was the final purge. They probably did, but maybe I wasn't paying attention because I didn't much like that one. <laughs> but I quite like this one. I would say it's my second favorite of them, if I had to rate them up, rate them up in. So let's go on to the uh, cast. Jovian Wade plays Isaiah, and I thought I'd seen him before. I kept thinking, I've seen this guy before. I've seen this guy before. He's actually British. You would never know, right? No. Um, He was in EastEnders, which is a show that we watch. He's also in Doctor Who, if you're a Doctor Who fan. In the last season of Doctor Who, he was in the one with the girl from Game of Thrones. What is she called in Game of Thrones, that girl? Stark. Something Stark. Ayana? Something like that. Yeah. Not Diana, but something like that, yeah. Yeah, well, that girl is in Game of, is in Doctor Who for a couple of episodes, and those episodes this guy was in, too. Um, I really liked him a lot. He's got that um, do-the-right-thing haircut, you know, from back in the day. Um, he, um, he has a journey in this movie. True. You know, something happens. He's, he's, Somebody had to. Yeah. <laughs> He, you know, he's on that line of being a good kid and actually crossing over to being a criminal, like at the beginning, because he needs money. The family needs money. Which and isn't unexpected or anything. But. No, but you can tell that the good part is more of him than the... He doesn't really want to be a drug dealer. And, you know, something happens to him at the beginning and he has, like, reason to go after some guy in this. 
I quite liked how he played it. He was caring when he needed to be. And, yeah. Um, Lex Scott Davis plays Naya. She's like the female lead, I would say. What do you think of her? I don't know who she is. No, that's usually... I actually think everybody did a good job of being... Convincing me. There was a couple... Who was it that was a little over-actorly? I can't remember. Somebody was. I think they were gone pretty quickly. Maybe a couple of the thug guys. Can't remember. But, um... And actually... Marissa Tomei, and then that guy, they were all a bit um, cardboardy. They didn't have long scenes or anything, but I thought, for the most part, the cast was really good. And I like Naya a lot. thought she was a good character. Uh, Yailen Noel plays Dimitri. Now, I actually thought he was really good. Mm-hmm. He's a, it's hard to root for him because he's because of where he is, but I do root for him when he's trying to save his friends, because that's really what he's trying to do, his friends and family. Trying but to, to be them. honest, you like Dexter. Dexter's a horrible human being. I know that he only killed bad guys and girls, but still, he was a mass murderer. He did murderer. cross the line once or twice, Dexter, didn't Exactly. <laughs> and yet he was like a, you know. Yeah. So yeah, you've this is a anti-hero, but his heart's in the right place, even though he's terrible, I guess. <laughs> And even at the end where, you know, at the end where they said, what are you going to do? And he says, fight. I'm like, fight? What, fight against the purge or, or just be a terrible person again? I didn't. Did you get what he was getting at? Just fight because now they understand this is going to happen and it's not what they told us it was going to yeah, be. This is a-, a plot to get rid of us. Us, yeah. <laughs> we need to fight against that. So that's what I thought he meant. I'd be interested to know how long these people last. This, The people who survive at the end of this movie, do they do they survive the next one? I mean, that said, <laughs> did we see any of these people? And no, no we did not. No, we did not, no. Um, Mugger plays Dolores. I put her down. She's a stand-up comedian, actually. Mm. But she was very funny in this. Yeah, she was. She was, the, And even she said, I'm the comic relief in this movie. But she felt realistically comic relief. It wasn't just like she was like the person who says the one-liners. It felt like that character would say that. So I was into her. The guy who plays Skeletor. Now, if I have anything to wrong with this movie, I think he w- it was too over the top. He was the one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's this really insane character. He's got like body... that What's that thing called where they... Put stuff on scarification. His... Yes, he's got scarification. He just looks crazy, like he and he and it's clear from the first scene we see with him, he's crazy. He just wants to kill people, <laughs> yeah. and it's over the top. You know, it feels really over the top, like a. It feels like um, Leatherface or something like that. Something crazy that's going to be in a horror movie. I'm very convenient that you you know you have this really crazy guy, and oh now the purge is happening. So I, I, I thought he was kind of the worst thing about it. They kind of made it sound like he's the one that came up with the word purge because he said in that little interview, I feel like I need, I to, need purge. to purge. And yeah. the guy goes, that's an interesting word, yeah. Mr. Science Guy or whatever he was. I think that's what they were angling out there, that, yeah. that he came up with the word. But <clears throat> I mean, it's a word that exists. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't that keen on him. It was a bit too silly. Like it was like a silly horror movie character. A little bit. That's um, who I was thinking of. I was like, something was gnawing at me that somebody was just a little bit too like... <sighs> they just wanted that, didn't they? The crazy or yeah. uh, guy who nobody could control. Now, some of his scenes were all right. I liked it at the party, what he did at the party, when he just finally flipped and... 
it was cool, but I kind of my favorite weird character in this movie was the one that was under the floor, under the grate, which you yeah. I won't say what, but that one, that one was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marissa Tomei as the architect, that's what they called her. She's the person who came up with this idea. I'm, I apologize to the writers, whoever came up with this as the origin of it. It's really lame because there is no psychologist, psychiatrist, human person who studies human behavior who would ever possibly even a hint of thinking, yeah, we'll do this. I realize that yeah. the most conservative political party on the planet is supporting this idea. Oh, but they're not going to use it for bad. No, 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 no. We just want information. It was bullshit. That was my least favorite part of it all. Not her, but this idea that someone gave this doctor the go-ahead to do this horrible experiment, and she's still naive about their intentions like that just made no sense and i mean to be perfectly honest even though she's marissa to and we're you know she's a star name in this movie she's far from being oh yeah the there's not much to her no no she's just a cardboard cut out um you know in the we see her looking at tv screens and watching what's going on and that's about it and i'm here to just study the data that's all yeah and this patch dara who plays the chief of staff he's like mr he's like a plastic man you get what I'm saying? Yes, totally. Like what I think of an American politician to look like. Like a stereotypical <laughs> Chiseled. One. Yeah, he looks like that. And yeah, he's, he, I almost think he's perfect casting for what he is trying to be there. Because yeah. it's a real sleazy politician and he really fits that perfectly. So I, I give him props. I like him. Directed by Gerard McMurray. He directed a movie called Burning Sands. And if you've heard of a movie called Fruitvale Station, he was actually um, involved in that movie as a producer and a, a creative. Um, he seemed very serious in the extras, didn't he? Yeah, very. Like he was taking this Purge movie super serious. Like, like um, you know, like uh, Get Out? Like the guy, that guy who was trying to say a political thing and be respectful to African-American culture and make a horror movie at the same time. It sounded like this guy was trying to do that. Yeah. You know, like trying to be respectful I of mean, his it's, culture. I mean, it's not, you can't deny the social commentary. You no. can pretend that that wasn't your intention, but... Mm. But it did feel like he wasn't taking this lightheartedly. He was trying to make it with some passion about it, like he's serious. Yeah. Not an agenda. Uh, that's an agenda. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they're But if you don't like it, don't watch it. No. And you don't have to discourage other people from watching it. Let, just be like, here's what I think about it. You watch it, and then we'll talk about it. And if everybody agrees that you know who's like, oh, it's totally racist. It makes me, the white man, look terrible. Well, then that's it. Don't, don't encourage people to watch it then. Or think about why these creative people decided to make this movie. Whether you agree with it or not. Wonder about it. Think about the idea, you know? Yeah, and um, after watching a $300 million movie last week that looked like crap, yeah. I have to say <laughs> this movie, The Purge, which cost a lot less than $300 million, and is a movie that takes place in the dark, and a movie with a lot of actors with, you know, different colored skin, that would be very hard to film, Is it still looked good all it the time. It gorgeous. Yeah. You know, last week we were looking at Solo, a white man, 
in a dark room and we couldn't see his face. <laughs> it's even harder to see a dark face in a dark room. And in this movie, you can see everything. Yeah, and it wasn't overtly <laughs> lit or anything. There were moments when it was appropriately dark. And because there's a lot, I mean, obviously, the lights go off in the building at one point and it still looked awesome because they... I mean, yeah. That was for that. That I thought I was. I thought was actually pretty cool. It didn't make much sense, like the flashing light. Well, it was the emergency light. It was, but it seemed a bit too powerful or something. No, in the building at the end of the halls, like in our right. dorm where we had same thing would oh, happen. I see. So you like know, a floodlight would be blinking if all the power went off or it something. It did make that whole thing seem more tense because it goes to pitch black. You can see nothing, just hear stuff, and then perfectly lit for a few seconds. You're like, whoa. Look at these guys who are coming. They're weird. So yeah, this looked great, and it had some extras. It had a deleted scene. What did you think of the deleted scene? Mm. Actually, a different ending, really. Like a uh, not really. It just changed one element of the crazy guy's involvement. I like the way it was in the movie better. Yeah, but it it's not just a throwaway thing. It's actually a fully fleshed out. Scene. Yeah, like they really changed the. Yeah. Basically the resolution for a couple of characters, but it didn't matter. In the final, it didn't really impact. Then there's like three featurettes. There's a radical experiment bringing the chaos and the masks of the first purge. They're exactly what they say they are. They're very short. They're, you know, there's electronic press kit style ones that are like two or three minutes long. They'll play them in front of the movie when it comes on HBO in a few months. They're those kind of yeah. things. Nothing really educational about the movie. Um... So, in conclusion, the first purge. What do you reckon? I liked it. I I enjoyed it. I mean, it's a weird idea, and it's a little bit like, hmm, how far off the science fiction are we? It's kind of science fiction because of like the I think cameras and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I just think it's an interesting concept. The idea that there are people in every culture, every nation, every society, every town, county, neighborhood who think that somebody near them, a group of people, regardless of whatever they are, are disposable. That isn't a new idea, and that's not science fiction. There are people who would be happy to eliminate entire groups of people, races of people, people who have certain ideologies, just eliminate them so I don't have to have a competition. I mean... That's not unrealistic. So that's why it's like, oh, you know, I think it's an interesting concept. It's extreme, but yeah. I, I enjoy the way they put them together. I enjoyed it too. And it was definitely, I definitely li- liked it a lot better than the last one, which is probably the unpopular opinion. Than the last movie we watched? Than the last Purge movie <laughs> we watched. So um, thanks to Universal. Next week, we're going to look at a big blockbuster movie, Dwayne Johnson's Skyscraper. It's his second big movie this year, I guess, because we saw... Rampage recently. And uh, I think we liked Rampage pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know. You know what you're going to get from a rock movie, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And we're going to get a skyscraper it's dumb, and but... Dwayne. Yeah. So we'll look at that next week. Skyscraper. Movie recommendations. I'm going based off the Purge series. I'm going with the Belco Experiment. It's a movie with a similar concept to the Purge. It's like a what if scenario. They all get locked in a um, office, kind of like a skyscraper. It's a multi-layered building. They all get locked in it. The shutters come down, and the a voice over the tannoy tells them, "Okay, first just, up, kill three people." Are you just telling them the movie? No, I'm telling them what the premise <laughs> of the movie is, that, and that's it. Um, 
this voice keeps telling them to kill people, and do you kill people, or don't you kill people, or do you die, you know, it's that kind of thing. And my second one is, I think it's the origin of all this type of movie, and it's Battle Royale, the Japanese one, mm. from the 90s. It's, they're all trapped on an island, they've all got necklaces on, their heads will blow up if they don't kill each other. How and about Running Man? I guess the Running Man. When was Running Man, before or after that one? Because Running Man was Arnold Schwarzenegger in a prison. Yeah. But you had to run this race like gladiator kind of shit, you know, like from like the Like a game 80s. show. Yeah. yeah. But you had a thing around your neck, and if you didn't cooperate and put on a good show, of course, they'd blow your head up. I always think a remake of The Running Man would actually be cool, like, and good, like, because now you could elaborate yeah. on it, you know? But Death Race also had potential, which we did discuss. That's one of my nom- one of my nominations here for... And it wasn't any better. I mean, they're both crappy, kind of. I mean, I I, like I enjoy Death, them, but I like Death Race two thousand, the the original from the seventies best. No, it is really bad. It's so cool. It's so bad though. Yeah, it's bad, but it's cool. Sylvester Stallone is in it, and Mister K- uh, David Carradine. It's really crazy. Roger Go- Roger Corman directed. It's crazy. Yeah, that's where that one originated. It's like one of those where you're really convinced that every single person involved in making it is completely wasted at all times. Yes. The lighting guy, the sound guy, (laughs) the writers, everybody is fucked up. It's a lot of fun. They come to work and have a party and then make the movie. (laughs) And what's your other one? Uh, My other one, I think I mentioned it earlier. Death Race. She didn't. Death Race from the 2008 and Escape from New York. Because Escape from New York is another one of those where you just throw every, all the print you've blocked off New York. And the origins of that would make for an interesting movie. When you think about it, how did that happen? Right? So we've made New York City a prison. Yeah. And it's just a given by the time we meet Snake. Pliskin. Pliskin. And uh, Adriana Barbeau. Um, and that cab. Oh, Harry Dean Stanton. He was in it, wasn't he? Yep. Um, by the time we meet them, it's established. Obviously, it's been that way for I don't know how many years. And that will be an interesting origin of how did America come to the conclusion that a private company could own New York City and make it into a prison. So that's interesting. And Death Race, just because another idea of, you know, the wealthy elite using humans as their fodder, essentially. All right. So, uh... Ace Cully stuff this week. And we playing, all know that they do. <laughs> I've been playing more Spider-Man. A uh, cool Really? Game. I had noticed. Yeah, it's really good, Spider-Man. I would recommend it to... Um, it's a PS4 exclusive. I would highly recommend it to anybody who likes action games. It's really long, which I was surprised by, because these kind of games are usually relatively short. But it's not long in a bad way. There's like loads of cool stuff to do, and I'm always... I turn it on and I think I'm going to further the story a little bit and I never do. I end up doing all these side things. Go to this little, there's these little marks on the map. Sometimes it's like go to, like it's just like a baddie, like a warehouse that baddies are in and you just have to clear out the warehouse and that usually involves like fighting five waves of bad guys and you can web them to walls and do all cool moves and jump up to the ceiling. The fighting's so much fun. I just want to keep doing those. I'm going to run out of them sooner or later. But I have um, furthered the story now. I'm actually on the very final boss. Um, I won't say who the boss is because it, the story gets all twisted around and you, people you think are bad and maybe not. And, you know. But 
Let me say, there are a lot of boss fights in the last third of the game. I think that might be to its detriment, because there are boss fights one after another, and often it's two of Spider-Man's um, greatest foes together at the same time. Uh, it sometimes gets irritating. There's like one trying to fight you on the floor and one trying to fight you in the air, and you've got to deal with them both. I got through them eventually, but I feel like the back half of this game is loaded with these boss fights. And it feels like a boss rush almost, like you're just doing boss after boss after boss. And there's no break in between. So I would have spread those out a bit more, but it doesn't make sense in the story if you do so. Spider-Man. It's a PS4 exclusive. It's the only place you can play it. It looks awesome. It's really cool to play. I recommend it. Now, this upcoming week is a big week for video games. This fall, uh, Forza Horizon 4 comes out on Tuesday, which is probably the best racing game series of them all at the moment. <laughs> it's the fourth installment. takes place in Britain this time. Um, if you've played a Forza Horizon game, you know what it is. You collect cars. You drive cars around. There's loads of events. You can be online. You can race with your friends. It's from Microsoft. It's on PC and Xbox. That's out on Tuesday. And then on Friday this upcoming week, the new Assassin's Creed game comes out, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which takes place in ancient Greece. And you are one of the Spartans. And it's like you're playing in the 300 movie, but you're one of those guys. It can actually be a female one or a male one, controversially, because no, there wasn't any female Spartans, right? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know about the Spartans, so I don't know. But um, it's ancient Greece. I've always wanted them to do Assassin's Creed Ancient Greece. It is a really cool period. It's a cool, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. I've seen some, I've seen the trailer for it and they even go as far as there's a Medusa. You know, they're not actually being fully historically. Sometimes the Assassin's Creed, Creed games stick to the historical thing so much they can't go out of the box. Mm. It's just like, oh, well, here's Julius Caesar. We'll do that stuff. But this is like, there is a Medusa, so they are going a bit fantasy as well, which I really like. So that's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's out next Friday. I'll talk about it next week. Sitar, what's for dinner? Hmm, this was controversial earlier in the day. We couldn't decide. I think Subway? Yeah. <laughs> if I get in the car and decide Freddy's, then it'll be Freddy's. But Subway is on the top of the menu currently. Subway sounds good. And... Your advice. My advice is... I wrote it down here somewhere. I forgot it. It's on okay. this. If you think, really think, not feel, not believe. If you think that I've said something that's inaccurate or incorrect based on bad information or a fact that I'm twisting around or got wrong completely, you know, educate me. Don't just decide I'm wrong and I'm an idiot. That's what I do to other people. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not fair. It doesn't work. I would rather, if somebody presents something to me that is, I get clearly based on I bullshit. I like that you can do that, but nobody else can. <laughs> I'm trying not to. But if someone <laughs> presents you with an idea, a comment, a stupid idiot meme on Facebook that is based on a lie, misinformation, actual provable misinformation, but they have based an actual opinion that that they thread through their lives on this misinformation. And then you say to them, that's not accurate. 
Here's like the accurate thing. Here's the original wording in the Constitution, for goodness sake. It's really easy to look that one up. Here's the original words to the national anthem. Here's the original words. Things like that, that people twist around and then they present them as like, see, I was always right. My idea has been confirmed, you know, whatever. And they're like, oh no, but here's a link to this that's real. And then they tell you how full of shit you are. You're like, uh, (laughs) then tell me how I'm full of shit. Do you have another source of information that I'm unaware of? So, you know, if you think I'm wrong, tell me. Wrong as in inaccurate, not wrong like we've formed different points of view about a subject. That's a little different than actually presenting factual information incorrectly and then letting uh, trying to influence other people to have an opinion or, you know, further your agenda based on misinformation. It's just, it's just a dickhead move. I mean, let's be honest. Well said. Very Thank eloquent. You. Thank you. And good. All right, That's so if you want to catch us, you can catch us on ascully.com and sidtalk.com. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. This podcast is available on the Google Play Store, the iTunes Music Store. You can also, if you've got an Amazon device, you can say the word that wakes it up and then say, listen to After the Show Movie Podcast on TuneIn, and it will play you the latest episode. You can also, interestingly enough with that, if you stop listening to it, Say stop, and then when you come back, it will remember where you're up to. So it is cool. You can also catch us on YouTube. I actually upload this podcast to YouTube. I notice not many people watch it on there or listen to it on there, but Mm. I do have a few, just like a very small few. Yeah, I have a couple other podcasts I subscribe to that just put them up there, and I don't usually end up listening to them on there, but there are times when I'm on there and I'm like, oh, I'll just listen to that and then have it like in the background. Yeah, they have very few hits. But they do have some hits, so I'm assuming it's just another place for it to be. I mean, and it's easy because if you're already watching videos or whatever on the day, yeah. and then you that pops up, you can watch it and listen to it anywhere, really. So yeah, I just try and put it up on all the places so you can listen. Very convenient. <laughs> you can also email feedback to me at aschoolyaschoolyacom Don't email Sid Talk. She hates everything about you all. <laughs> That's not accurate. That is inaccurate information. <laughs> A, that's, you need to prove to me where you got that information, and B, let's discuss it because you're very, very incorrect. And I want to say, stay classy the purge, because <laughs> when the first purge does happen for real, I will be sat with my shotgun, doing nothing, hiding, and Sitar will be out robbing Best Buy and driving a car. <laughs> driving my green Ford Fiesta. <laughs> Like a bat out of hell down the road. So stay classy, Sid Talk. (laughs) For as long as it lasts. (laughs) And I'm going to say think for yourself, because if you don't do it, someone like me will try to do it for you.